Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Oh, what the... Uh, ah! Oh! Oh, fuck. Where am I? It's dark. Oh, this is not good. Oh. Shadow Chat, where are you, man? This is not good. <coughs> this is not good. I'm pinned. I can't. I can't shadow jump. Where are you? There's plenty of shadows. With the, the lighter. Well, this isn't good. 
This may be it. All right. All right. Let's see. I need to leave a message. Where's where's the journal? Where's the journal? All right. Dad. Father. I guess you got what you wanted. No more me. Guess you can make yourself a new heir now. You got what you wanted. <coughs> I'll screw you. And your fae. And your monsters. And your... Your... Your taking advantage of it and you're mining all the fracking resources. I've had it. I'm tired. It hurts. My legs are pinned. I can't get out. I've had it. And Stone, Sheriff Stone, I'm gonna haunt your ass forever. I've had it. I've had it. That's it. Shadow Chad, where are you, man? Where? Where are you? Where? We see a busy office filled with sharply dressed people hurriedly going about their duties. An electric tension hangs over the space as phones ring, frantic notes being scribbled as excitable callers give reports and demand answers of an event that has the country and world abuzz. An unidentified individual timidly walks up to a half-open doorway stenciled with the name Agent Nathaniel Maddox, an unassuming lettering typical of a government agency. The door opens just enough to see a middle-aged man at a desk turn in his chair to greet the person at the door with a beckoning wave of his hand and with a single nod of his head. In his other hand, he holds a corded telephone, which he is intently listening to as he gives short affirmations to the person on the other end. He holds a single finger up, as if to say just one more minute, before he motions for his guest to take a seat. The town of Pineforge in the Pacific Northwest of the United States had a strange seismic event on October 10th, 1996. And that group of three to four kids. Uh, uh, yes, we had eyes on four local teenagers we believed to be anomalous. They have anything to do with the Pineforges. We're still investigating the possibility. They vanished at the sheer cliff face outside of town at 1910. And then at 2005, the whole mountain imploded, taking Pine Forge with it. Have you located the anomalies? Currently, the four subjects are MIA and believed dead. I see. Continue to monitor the situation at the town. Keep at distance. Understood. We've started cleanup and we're using Woodmore Industries' extensive mining of the mountain to spin the events as an unprecedented accident. Excellent work, Maddox. Keep up with general normalization protocols. About Stygian, sir. We've also have reports of unsanctioned special ops teams converging on the mountain moments before the implosion. All sources indicate Stygian's involvement. I seem most unfortunate. 
You and your team will need to be on high alert to prevent further leaks. Failure is not an option, Maddox. But I presume you already know this. Yes, of course, Director. We will make sure the events are censored to the outside and we'll keep you updated. Thank you for your time, Director. Ah, Agent. Welcome to Pineforge. It's a small, quaint town. Well, at least it was before the cataclysm. October 10th, 1996. All of Bell Mountain imploded. Some supernatural or extra-natural force destroyed half of the town, and now we have an unsanctioned militant group, the Stygians, sweeping the city, taking citizens. Can't go on like this. We need to get eyes on these anomalous teenagers we've been tracking. So far, we've only found the dead body of the heir of the Woodmore estate. And it was grisly. But you know what? I think those kids are still out there. I think they're trying to solve the mysteries of Pineforge and find out what's happening with these strangers in the pines. Your vision of the kaleidoscopic tunnel of rainbow pools of light begins to move faster as the three of yourselves feel yourself tugged at the waist, an invisible thread of force connecting you in a window of gray color. Drawing you closer and closer, you flinch as you're pulled through the pool, and as you do this, your vision goes black. Just for a second, and as the black spots slowly fade, you're greeted by a familiar sight. Granite cave walls, veins of silver, blast-marked cracks, and a rusted old barrel. And in an instant, you remember this scene. This is the cave where you fought the burrowers. And as far as you all know, you're back home. What are people feeling? Oh, oh God. Oh, oh man. Guys, guys. Oh, we're back. Oh, my head is spinning. Danny, uh, Dottie, are you guys here? This better be the right universe. I think I might be sick. Oh. Oh. So luckily, this cavern, these veins of silver are glowing ever so faintly, just enough that you all, your night vision is enough to be able to make out most of the details in this cave. The first of which you notice is the the breach that you saw created by the mineshaft. That's gone completely. It doesn't even look like it was made. It all looks like natural stone again which is new. None of the none of the rest of the cave has been altered in any way. The the scenes of your fight are still very much evident here. Okay, well that's odd. Maybe Dottie was right. Maybe we're not in the right universe. <sighs> I really hope we are. Because if there's more than one, then that could be that can mean that there's more than two. There's, yeah. in fact, infinite universes we could have been spit out into, but let's just find out more than this. This is... Uh, let's just keep going. I don't want to think about this. Oh, God, I hope I'm wrong for once. I don't want to be in another universe, especially if Lucas or myself is the, the Woodmore, the Chad Woodmore of this universe. I, I don't want I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Living in a mansion might be tight, though. Yes, that's true. No, we'll just... Let's just... I really want to meet my parents again. Let's just get out of here. 
You know, this kind of reminds me of that show on TV. I don't know if you guys seen it before. It's called Sliders. They like go from universe to universe. Maybe somebody has a remote control and we can just like hop through. That'd be tight. I don't really like watching TV. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've seen that show. So you make your way slowly through the cave. You guys are nursing injuries from the battle scene you just left. And after a few minutes of marching up a familiar path, you guys breach out into the open air. Uh, The familiar scent of late summer wind catching that crisp smell of pines just sends all of you into a fantastic state of feeling at home. Although, as you look out amongst the valley, that feeling changes immediately as you all feel all of you feel the pits of your stomach sink as three bells mountain the mountain in which the the portal was housed is gone the only thing left being a massive crater in in this natural setting and standing on this slight hillock you can look over the entirety of pine forge and it is it is a scene of destruction. You see stones the size of houses peppering the town, the hill, everywhere. You see that your high school, half of it is completely gone, just crushed under a massive limestone boulder. And in this instant, you all realize that this is what you left. This is what happened when you all left. Holy Freaking crap, y'all. This might be our universe. Oh boy, but no. Maybe we should go to a different universe. Lucas, everything looks destroyed. Everything everything looks destroyed, Lucas. It it does. Oh god. Oh god. I hope everyone's okay. Oh my god. It's so bad. Ugh. Shit. I will say, as you look closer and as you're starting to panic and lose your minds, you see the small forms of, of, of a few cars and a few vehicles moving throughout the ruins of Pine Forge. So that at least gives you some reassurance that not everyone is gone. Uh, the, there's there's some people down there. They're, they're not all gone. So people people made it. Oh, man. There's just rocks everywhere. Daddy, Daddy, can you take us to my house? I, I, I'm barely standing. I, I can try just for you, Lucas, I guess. It's not like I just want to meet my family or whatever. It's not like I've just been. We can go to your house first. Can we please? Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's fine. Uh, it's You're fine. all right, Lucas. You're all right. Um, I'm going to head towards the tree and try and do a key thing. Do, do you want to just take Danny and I can... I can no, just... we, sh- we need to stick together. Uh, no more splitting up. Not until we're all with our families. No more splitting up. Yeah, fair enough. As you finish that sentence, as you're moving towards this tree, a shotgun blast rings through this small glade as that that tree that you are about to touch just completely like a like a four foot chunk of it just gets vaporized by buckshot jinx um as you hear the jinx yeah you you can't see what's coming towards you yet holy shit okay 
I definitely like kind of get in the front to to try and become a meat shield for everybody. Not changing shape, but just like. OK, which is funny because everyone else is about taller than me. <laughs> Danny, what are you doing? Just a jinx. He's scared. Wild jinx. He's scared. Fear hits. All him. right. Jinx happens. Yeah. yeah. So you all you all prepare. Uh, Lucas, you get in a defensive position. Danny, you you look around wildly as you feel some of your power leave. Uh, Dottie, you you pull your hand away instinct- uh, instinctively from this this tree as cresting the hill, surrounded by the sounds of Blackwater by the Doobie Brothers, flies a massive minivan. But this thing has been modified beyond belief. It's sporting massive truck tires, a roll cage, a winch. And from the window, a shotgun modified in all kinds of ways that you can't, you all can't even understand flies this minivan and it lands with a squealing hog as exiting is a familiar face that you have seen around Pine Forge. Hang on real quick. Now, if, if we're able to spin around and see this minivan like roll up like this. I definitely think that uh, an interference would happen from the jinx uh, from the. the... All right. So I got hold to plus uh, uh, because the first thing that happened is Lucas like covered us. Lucas is going to get a plus one. But then as we see this minivan roll, uh, roll up, uh, interfere with what a monster or minion is or, you know, trying to do. I think that the minivan spins out uncontrollably uh doesn't have to flip or anything or crash but like it's not as cool and graceful (laughs) as uh no i love it uh you you do this and you you feel some of your power leave you in uh, instinctively and uh you hear a a very loud curse come from this vehicle as uh even though you all can't see this the wheel yanks all the way to the right as the car actually does flip, roll, and hits a tree landing on its tires. Luckily, due to the roll cage, it looks relatively undamaged, but you watch as three figures sort of fall out of it and, and scramble. As uh, Does that give us enough time to, to maybe scramble ourselves and uh, try to find some cover? Yeah, absolutely. If you guys want to find some cover, you can. Yeah, totally. Behind the trees. They're giant trees here, right? They're fairly large vines, yeah. Yeah. Guys, get behind their trees. Quick, quick. Okay. What? Maybe we could talk to them? I don't know. What? Let's hide. Yeah, we could try to talk to them, but they're blowing things up already. Who knows who they are? Just don't stick your head out. Maybe yell from around the tree, you know, like they do in like Hashin negotiations or something. As you all are speaking, um, you see one of the figures get out. Uh, it appears to be smaller than the the man that is scrambling for the shotgun that is falling out of his grasp. But you can't tell any of the features because they're all covered in what looks like television static. As they extend a hand and a wave of this static flies out. And every time it hits a, hits a piece of um, a tree or ground, you watch as it just eats it. Just dissolving in, into, into nothingness as this wave move to, moves towards you guys. This hey! Scene- are you gonna tell? Are you talk? You talk. Ah! Bullet time. You guys have it is coming at you guys. You have about five feet until it hits Lucas. We surrender. Oh God! Why did I let Dottie talk? <laughs> Actually, as Dottie, you say that the wave stops, and 
starts to recede and you see like a path of this gray destruction where where the wave touched as uh the this figure this man grabs his shotgun and goes hey guy guys good job all right come on out just so where we can see you as he cocks his shotgun again and points it at you guys we we come in peace well as as long as you guys come in peace you don't look very peaceful this figure that was wrapped in the television static it 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 sucks inside themselves as lucas you see your friend from the av club mark standing there what uh, the fuck mark messy hair glasses holy shit lucas how the hell did you do that what the hell you're what you do race what the fuck and i just i move towards him he he actually wraps you in a hug he was like oh my god we thought you were gone we thought we thought we thought when the cataclysm happened that that you were gone i awkwardly hug him oh uh yeah well, the cat you mean the okay yeah uh-huh i could see how that could be a cataclysm yeah as as this happens you see uh lucas a almost familiar face as a uh as a girl with curly dark auburn hair and a mischievous actually now a rather annoyed frown uh steps out of the the minivan as you're looking on the face of liz only she looks different instead of being in the the uh cargo shorts and hiking boots that you saw her in the other universe she's now dressed in black combat boots um dark ripped jeans as her hair now sports a long streak of this blue green dye in it as uh she looks at all of you and opens a palm and inside it forms a ball of this molten green fire whoa 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 hey mark uh what the hell's going on buddy spirit get back here right now what'd you call him spirit spirit like as she says that mark looks at you and then bolts away hey wait no mark no no i like the human shield aspect of our hug okay hey uh lucas's friend what's my last name mark looks at you and goes you're dotty luskoff we're in the right universe, okay, uh, or at least a universal take. The right. Shut, oh, good thank to, God. Good, Daddy, shut the hell up. The right. Uh, uh, Miguel, the the man holding the shotgun, the one you know as the Duber driver, looks at you guys and goes, "Right universe." Uh. Holy shit! Are you guys? You guys are travelers, aren't you? Yeah. Well. Mm, yeah. I mean, not yeah, currently. Guess, We're arrivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um mark do you know these guys you know us we've uh, ridden in the duber yeah, van like uh, a dozen times didn't we ride in the duber van maybe we didn't I, we've ridden the duber van a few I, times i didn't i'm not allowed my mom said to never ride in in the van uh, uh, with true. mcgill but i've rode with you like a couple times from those parties remember duber remember duber yeah no Miguel, you know me <laughs> You're, Scotty. you're the little skate you're the little skate kid lucas and oh my god yeah daddy looks a little All different right. but that's still daddy uh listen i've just i've had a time 
All right. She, I know she doesn't normally wear makeup and, you know, really nice clothes and stuff, but I wear makeup. You just can't tell. Oh. Whatever. In uh, Lucas's mind, uh, Danny, Danny says, uh, um, actually, in, in Dottie's mind, too, uh, he'll say they have powers. Why do they have powers? No one had powers except for us. From what I knew and could remember. Yeah, I don't have any idea, Danny, but let's let's definitely, you know, be a little bit on guard here because who knows what the hell's happening. Okay. Hey, uh, you and I point at um, Liz, who I don't really know. It's like you. Hey, you do realize when people surrender, you 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 don't keep threatening them, right? Geneva Convention. Yeah, that doesn't always fall into the case with strange extraplanar entities that want to come and I don't know eat our eyeballs. I, well, a I don't, but also I don't think that's how that works. To be fair, eyeballs are gross. Miguel, the test. And uh, you watch as Miguel pulls out what appears to be a small cone-shaped rock. It just, it's an unassuming rock and sort of walks over and sets it about five feet away from them and then walks back and goes, all right, you all, we just need to do one thing. Then we'll we'll be peaceful. You see guys seem okay so far. We've got people vouching for you. You at least look like kids I remember transporting back in the good old days. But if you'd be so kind as to touch that stone real quick. Is this a stoner thing? <laughs> Liter- no, literally. but that's a funny ass joke. Yeah, that was pretty good, Daddy. I don't I don't get it. It's okay, Danny. It's not very good. And I will go up and I will touch the stone. Dottie, as you touch the stone, you feel a, a a sort of strange, deep, resonant power in it, but it's not malicious in any way. It's very neutral. You've sort of uh, gotten a little bit better at feeling, at least with natural things, uh, whether or not they belong or are malicious or neutral. Um, with this, it's powerful, but it doesn't seem intent on harming anything uh, as you pull your hand away. Okay. Um, what? What is that, though? Uh, that seems like uh, something a little bit more powerful than your average uh, duper driver should be uh, driving around with. Also, the shotgun. I mean, and um, whatever else is going on. Whatever. Lucas, I guess you're next. Or Danny. Uh, yeah, Decide Danny. between yourselves. Uh, uh, rock, paper, scissors? Um... It- I guess Rock. I guess we can we can play Paper. that, but um, Danny reads his mind oh. to know what he's gonna choose. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Does he uh, want to go? F- did he want to go first or second? I I don't think he even thought that far through. Uh, uh, yeah. No. What? <laughs> Damn it! You beat me. Uh, are you going or am I going? I'll let you pick. Oh, I guess Dottie's okay. So. I can. Okay, I'll go. And as he's walking towards it, he's thinking like so hard about like this rock and like just touching it. And that's, you know, what we're supposed to do that. I think he inadvertently uses his uh, uh, telekinesis and the rock, if possible, flies into his hand. You reach out and it's it's very strange, especially 
after you absorbed all those entities uh, in the other in the other dimension, your powers have never felt more intense. And even just reaching out your your sort of general thoughts on I want to go touch this rock are so strong that the rock flies from the ground and into your hand. It feels like a normal rock. You feel fine. It's cool, which is nice. Kind of cool. Smooth. It feels like a normal rock. It's it's nice and it's smooth. And it just feels like a normal rock. Here you go, Lucas. Oh, and uh, Lucas takes it from his hand as he walks it over to me. Uh, okay. I like smell it. Does anything weird happen? No. I mean, it smells very neutral. You get a little smell of, of earth. Um, but it, it feels like just a normal cool stone. Well, this is cool and all. Uh, is this important to you guys? Yeah, it, uh, actually, uh, you're good to go. And uh, you watch as uh, Miguel puts his shotgun away and Liz extinguishes the ball of flame in her hands. Yeah, sweet. Uh, I don't completely trust you guys, so I'm just going to hold on to this and I eat the rock. As you do that, they're like, no, no, no. Don't worry, yeah. I can get it back at any time and not the way you're thinking. Lucas, if you want them to trust us, you should probably not be eating rocks. Well, you know, she's got fireballs. He's got a crazy shotgun. They've got a really cool Duber van. Sweet van now, just by the way. And for some reason, my best buddy is like shooting television static at me. So, you know, sorry if I'm not the trusting type. You know, I just came through a portal from another dimension and we're happy to tell you about it. But I'm not saying trust them. I'm saying don't eat rocks. Oh, I didn't eat it. I like stick my hand down in my throat and pull it out. <laughs> and put you, it back. You're really not helping matters. Oh, boy. <laughs> How are we going to explain this at school? Is there a school? Uh, Lucas, I'm assuming as you put your whole hand down your throat, it is a display, even if it's minor of your powers. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, oh, you guys got fireballs. I can do this weird thing. <laughs> as you do that, uh, Mark's eyes go wide. He's like dude what the hell oh you know you know when people put swords in their mouth and shit i learned how to do that lucas i'm not a fucking idiot you just pulled a rock the size of a fist out of your mouth like a snake yeah exactly what the shit man i'll tell you, you guys all about are cursing a lot when we're safer and i'm not worried about fireballs and shotguns are, are you guys gonna give us a lift or do we have to walk back <laughs> You should always be worried about fireballs. Uh, Thanks for the notice, uh, Smokey Bear. <laughs> that van, that van rolled and then hit a tree. I don't know if it's safe to drive. It looks pretty sturdy, though. You don't think, Danny? It looks pretty sturdy to me. How many seatbelts does it have? Oh, good question. Oh, uh, six seaters, six seatbelts. You'll be fine. Uh, okay. That, as you probably know, that's not an ordinary van. It's the Duber van. I, I remember it goes really fast. Do you have helmets with microphones? <laughs> Minivans are kind of like the helicopters of the ground. <laughs> that is a terrifying and inaccurate comparison. The last helicopter we were on, it did not end well. So, you know, he's a little skittish. Yeah, you know, not a huge fan of helicopters right now. 
It's a van, guys. It's just a van. Luckily, yeah, luckily for you guys, it's not a helicopter. It's a minivan. Maybe we did get stoned. This stone works real good. Do 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 we do we have to pay for this? Because I don't we do just, drugs. Because I, 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 I need to go to a hospital. And, and, you know, that's going to cost a hefty penny. And, you know, maybe this is like an ambulance drive. Are ambulance drives free? I Are, are they? No. Uh, no. If you would be so kind as to come with us, you can keep that stone. But we have a lot of questions. I'm sure you guys have a lot of questions. We and do. Yeah, you you definitely need medical attention and we have a place where you can get medical attention free of charge and have your questions answered. How does that sound? That that sounds pretty good. That does sound pretty good. You, you are my parents alive? Uh I'm not going to lie, Dottie. I've been pretty busy since the cataclysm. I'm not sure. When you said I'm not going to lie, that that gave the indication that they were dead, and I was prepared for the worst. But I'm glad that sentence ended the way it did. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm full of uh... oh god. Just drive us to your magic destination, I guess. Wait, wait, Dottie, can't you do that thing and go right to your parents? Didn't you like find me and yeah, and other but people I'm not before? splitting up. We can just go with you. We'll find... We know the Duber guy, right? We can find him later. I... I don't know what which, what happened or what you guys know since apparently you left and came back. But for people that are like us, like you, Lucas, uh, it's not safe to walk the streets alone anymore. Oh, cool. We're just fine. Fine. We'll just go with you. Just get my parents, all right? Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll hop in. Okay. Do you guys, do, do you want any waters? I've got some waters back here. Yeah, sure. Why do you have you waters? Go. For people that need waters. Once a Duber driver, always a Duber driver. I always dig the service and I give them a high five. You know what? Thank you for that, little man. It's been a while since I get to, to do something like this. Uh, when I give him a high five, I want to infect him. Fuck. <laughs> oh, what a sweetheart. Roll use infection. Uh, yes, act under pressure. I got 11. Okay. He is infected. Yeah, I'm, I'm, fine. I'm not trying to uh, use the infection at all. I just... Like, I think instinctively I don't trust him. And so this is the easiest way for my, like, my body reacts automatically is what I'm thinking. Like, as I go to give him a high five. No, that makes sense. No. Yeah. You, you high five him. And in that instant, uh, a piece of your, your parasitic flesh slips into his. <laughs> Just like a tiny little, like, needle prick, you know? Bloop. Yeah, it's like a like a tiny little needle of bone that just gets in there and that morphs into flesh and starts spreading out. Yep. I mean, like it's it's so tiny that you could probably couldn't even see it. It's it's microscopic, it's like a hair, it's like thin. a cellular level, a little yeah. bit of a prick. cellular yeah. level. <laughs> so, Lucas's little uh, prick. So you guys, <laughs> you guys, yeah, Lucas's little prick. Thanks, guys. So you guys get in the van, and uh, you guys are are taken off the mountain and are driving through the town. Two in the front, okay. Three in the middle, three in the back. Okay. 
Right now, the seating arrangement is obviously Miguel's driving, uh, Liz is in the passenger seat, and then you guys are in the back of the minivan. So, nice. so then I'll sit next to uh, to Mark. Danny, Danny would absolutely insist that everyone wear seatbelts. I'm totally fine with that. As you go to say that, you watch and like like Miguel, Mark, and Liz already have their seatbelts on. So they like instantly enter the car and seatbelt on. Just so you know, they're, they're safety. They're like, super safety, safety oriented. Danny nods approvingly. <laughs> nice. Uh, I lean over to Mark and I'm like, Psst, hey, hey, Mark. Hey, who, who's that chick? Uh, that's that's Liz. Um, she's one of she's one of the new generations like me. Okay, that's a whole lot to unpack, but could you tell me more about uh, her and less about you? No offense. Um, is this something Danny Danny can overhear? Uh, if you were leaning yeah. close oh, enough, yeah. we're definitely whispering. See, what I can think is like Danny like leans into here and then his mind starts doing telepathy on Lucas. And so yeah, he's sure. just listening to the conversation through Lucas. Uh, honestly, um, I don't know too much. Um, we don't exactly talk about a lot of personal information. Um, you'll know more about that later. Uh, but I mean, she's she's been good so far. Okay, okay, um, that's fine. Uh, so tell me... Um, and then I, I wish I could give you more Lucas, but I'm I just can't. I, I kind of like wave in Dottie and and Danny. I'm like, OK, so you're saying something about the this new generation. What are you talking about? I shouldn't have even said that one will explain everything to you guys. Who will? One. What? One? I, I'm hating this. I do not want to be told things by somebody named Juan. Next, I'll be talking to Prime and then main leader. What about two? Can I talk to two? Just kidding. Okay, fine. And I just put my feet back and I put my hands behind my head and just act like I'm chilling, even though I'm freaking out. You're chilling. I, I'm not. I'm I'm going to Satan. So why are you keeping information from us? Why does it need to be in a special little container for us all to? Are we going to be brainwashed? Uh, no, no, we just need to. We can't divulge a lot now. There's we're in a van. That stone that you all have is used to locate doppelgangers. The American Territories, North Dakota, the year 1887. A man flees for his life, hunted by his former compatriots. The sun sets in the distance, and he knows there is little hope for him. The man's name is Ezra Gray, and he has accumulated a fearsome reputation in his 28 years. He's been known as many things in his time, bank robber, murderer, and cattle rustler, to name a few. But as he rounds into an abandoned church, Hoping to find peace and sanctuary, the sound of his doom echoes in the distance. This is Pit of the West, a weird western podcast written by Tanner Adams and produced by B. Wynn, with main cast voices by Patrick Kilday, Billy Norris, and Matt McCann. 
What the fuck is a doppelganger? Lucas, you cursed. Sorry. Sorry, Danny. As Mark says that, uh, Liz turns around. She goes, spirit enough. You know, he has a name. It's it's Mark. Yeah, I've been I've known Mark for like seven months now. So obviously I know his name. OK. As you guys are driving through the town, your attention is sort of drawn away from the com- uh, conversation as you're now actually in Pine Forge proper. And you none of you have ever seen a war war zone before, but you can only imagine this is what it looks like. It is the home that you remember. All the buildings are the same. The the more brick, the older, the less of the the sci-fi and advancement. Um, but there's so much just debris and rubble. You guys are driving around craters and um, massive stones. You you see very few people out. Maybe one or two people walking around just sort of solemnly. Um, but the main thing that catches your eye is on all these sites, all these boulders and, and cleanup sites, instead of it being police tape, it's a simple white tape, and on it is a hand holding a torch full of black flame, and below it it reads Stygian. Most important thing, as we drive through the town, uh, do we pass by Duck Duck Juice? Uh, you actually do not. Um, you are none of you are aware of the status of Duck Duck Juice. I, I tap on the thing and I'm like, "Hey, uh, Duber, can you swing by Duck Duck Juice? We could all use like a frappuccino or like a like a Paradise Dragon Flame or something." Uh, sure. You could just I mean, you could just say so. no, but like we don't. You could say we don't have time for that. That's totally fine. I just no, sir, sir, dude. Like, <laughs> I, like I am still the Duber, the Duber driver, and I will guarantee service to my customers. Um, besides, I I don't think you guys are gonna do anything too stupid. Uh, so and I can. You guys look rough. I can. You guys can stop and get a juice. Yeah. You guys drive up and. Lo and behold, Duck Duck Juice sits there. Uh, neon open sign still blazing away in that window. Do they have a new, a newly renovated drive-through? Absolutely not. Duck Duck Juice is a inter-establishment always. Lucas, I don't want to go into Duck Duck Juice, especially after what happened in the other dimension. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, hey. Um. Cool. Cool girl, could you get like a, uh, you can get like a, a few juices for us. We're, we've been disappeared. I don't want to just pop up. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, we don't have any money, so. Oh, yeah, that's true. She straight up like visibly ignores you, Lucas. Just in fact, she goes out of her way not to answer you. Hey, die in the hair girl. Daria girl over there. Hey, I think she's ignoring us. Why? We're not even that obnoxious yet. (sighs) Oh, I can get obnoxious. Hey, I guess it's a matter of opinion. I'm not going to get you all some juice. This is ridiculous. Miguel, we need to go back to one now. Okay, what's one's real name, though? That kind of takes the whole point out of it, doesn't it? Huh? Huh? It's almost as if we don't want you knowing that. Huh, what a strange idea, huh? 
Mm, random strangers that can use strange powers, one of which that can unhinge its jaw like a snake. Hmm, yes, let's give them all our confidential information that we use to try and manage this in this incredibly troublesome time. What a novel idea. Why are you saying it like that? It sounds like it sounds like because you're I'm insulting you all. Oh. oh, are you insulting us? I didn't get that. I thought you were being sweet. Also, we're not on an army base. We're in Pine Forge. You're acting like we're in Area 51. Also, Danny didn't like that, so he's going to change. Nice. Interfere with her and like her her seatbelt unhooks or something. <laughs> nope. That's not what's going to happen. Oh, dear. There you go, Isaac. Have some fun. Actually, Danny, as you try to jinx, you hit a wall of energy around her that feels exactly the same as yours. I mean, exactly the same as yours. Okay. <laughs> I mean, um, I as you do this, her her eyes immediately lock on you. You feel a jinx like you just threw thrown at you. And as it hits your energy like it did hers, it dissipates as she frowns at you, Danny. And then goes silent, just looking out the front of the car. Fine, I'll get the damn thing, OK? And I just hop out and run in and get juices and come back. You just hop out. You're OK, so you hop out and head into Duck Juck Juice. I just look at the duck and I'm like, I like give him the shush sign <laughs> and I walk over and I'm like, just give him like the uh, a hand, like give me something. Uh, he he already has your orders ready and just cocks. He just kind of like cocks his head, um, which is really strange looking at the dust mascot and hands you uh, hands you all your drinks, which, you know, and he goes, welcome back, Lucas. It's good to see you. I give him a thumbs up and then put my hand up for a high five. He cocks his head again, but actually reaches out tentatively and gives you a very light high five. I take my drinks, I wave, and I leave. I don't say a word, though. You go. You leave. Um, you step out and hand the drinks to everyone. See, that wasn't that hard. Was it? Was it, cool girl? No, it wasn't that hard. See? Nothing blew up. I didn't catch anything on fire. Nobody shot lightning. There was no fireballs. Nobody turned into radioactive man. So anyway, smoothies, bitch. Lucas, you curse. Also, can I just uh, can I just call you the welcoming committee? That's your new name, dear. The welcoming committee. What's your favorite drink at Duck Duck Juice? Or are you not from here? You're not a local. And then I sip on my drink. She ignores you again as Miguel sighs and rubs his temples. All right. Well, now that our little uh, sidetrack sidetrack is over, let's get back on the road. I give him one, too. Uh, thanks, man. Dang, this is nice. No one's ever gotten me a juice before. Wait, really? Oh, God. Man. Look, when sometimes when you're the service of others, people forget that you're a person, too. Man, I never but, uh, forgot Duber. And I like do like the <laughs> like the peace sign, like hit my chest, like I got you. Uh, he he smiles and uh, he turns on the radio and uh, the very familiar song of Blackwater by the Doobie Brothers starts to play as he cranks it. Nice. Just, just blasting it um, as he smiles and takes off down the road. And he's actually driving pretty quick now. You, you think he's having a little fun with this. Nice. Uh, I lean back and I look at Danny and I was like, hey, man, what were you going to say? Josh doesn't remember. 
Okay. So you guys start driving and after after about probably about 15 minutes, all three of you recognize at least where you're getting close to. Uh, you guys are driving towards Lucas's neighborhood and Lucas, um, we're driving towards you actually, your neighborhood. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, well, gosh, oh, so many mysteries, you know. Welcoming committee. Welcome to my neighborhood, everyone. Are you guys driving to my house? I look over to uh, to Mark. I'm like, Mark, are you fucking driving to my house? Lucas, you're cursed. I know. Sorry. Mark actually, actually goes, uh, sort of? Kinda. Uh, as you do actually pull up in front of your house. <sighs> you guys found you my freaking secret lab, didn't you? Okay, who, you guys better not touch my stuff. Wait. That means that's my fucking shotgun. You guys stole my shotgun? All of them go silent. Uh, even 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 Liz, who's been like very pointedly ignoring you, like spins, like turns around, and just like your lab. What the heck, you guys? How did you even find my lab? All right, now we've got some serious questions. Yeah, fine. And I hop out and I like to start walking towards the lab. Uh, they hop out and, and follow. I'm assuming everyone else is getting out with them. Yeah, sure. You all very much head head back. Uh, Lucas, you do the whole thing. You lower security at the great surprise of the Mark, Liz and Miguel as the uh, the bunker appears before you. I'm like, I step back and I give like the after you gesture to them. Uh, they actually, they head up in front of you and go, this is, this is weird. I don't know how to handle this, Lucas. I'm not going to lie. I was not expecting this. Uh, we'll go inside. Tell one you're here. Um, one. Oh my God. Damn. This is weird. Uh, Miguel walks inside and they all head into the bunker. Okay, so it's just the three of us outside now, right? Yep. Okay, I want to try and like give eyes to uh, Danny and like kind of tap my my head, Professor X style, to like try and signify that I want him to like listen to my thoughts. Do I notice this? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I also am gonna tap at my head. Like, you better let me in on this. Danny uh, uh, looks at both of them for a second and then says out loud, uh, do you want me to talk to you in your head? Uh, yes. Oh, oh, I'm I'm sorry. Okay. okay. And then in their heads, he says, sorry about that. Sometimes I forget. It's okay. Uh, okay, so... I have a couple ideas. Remember, I brought you guys here. So there was Graham, the hologram. But I'm a little worried because uh, Midas, my Midas from here, he was connected to the Woodmore somehow. So we already know the Woodmores are like real bad. And I don't know who one could be. I mean, maybe it's Chad or it could be like his grandpa or like his dad. Like they all suck. So I was just going to say, like, be on your guard. Who knows what's going on? And they probably raided the mini fridge. So don't expect any snacks. 
I was going to say it couldn't possibly be Shad, but on the other hand, it would be very him to just go from being Shad the seventh or whatever to one. He's just gonna start it over. Oh. Yeah, that's true. That's disappointing to hear about the snacks. Yeah, also true. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, we just like, I, I was going to say save the world. I don't think we really did do that, though. Uh, I'll tell you more about that later. Also, it wasn't our world. And we didn't save it. We, I'm pretty sure we made it worse, but I'll tell you about that later. Uh, you could tell it to us now. We're standing out here. So, okay, uh, basically all of the creatures that were held in those prisons were being held in by, like, the power of the thermals, and so when we took the thermal powers, all of the creatures got loose. And also Midas, like, kind of led them to rebel and, like, take over the world or something. I don't know. So we saved the world. Yeah, exactly. We saved the world. All the anomalies are now in charge, I guess. Is it normal to feel manipulated? I guess. I don't... Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's kind of what Dottie wanted. So maybe Dottie is like, I don't know. You found me. I'm the one. No, I mean, but like, uh, then again, oh God, I don't even know where I'm at right now. I mean, for sure, Midas didn't want us to go there and the Coughlins didn't want us to go there. So it w I don't think anybody planned for that, but... It did sort of happen, and I don't know. I, 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 think, I feel like that's a good thing. There was a lot of killing, Dottie. The town was getting burned to the ground, you know? And maybe that's already happening here. Yeah, there's just no escape, is there? I guess not. I don't even... God. I mean, we're only like 16. This is crazy. I'm gonna freaking hyperventilate. I just don't even... <laughs> Yeah. Lucas, it's gonna... It's gonna be okay. Psychological trauma detected. <laughs> Coming to aid. Oh. Master <laughs> Lucas, you appear to be in distress. Graham. Oh, good. I'm glad you're still here. Uh, yeah. Graham has... Graham, as you guys are talking, uh, and as Lucas starts to freak out, uh, appearing literally right next to you is the familiar hologram Graham. Um, yeah. Graham, it's good to see you. Do you got like a pill or something? It is good to see you too, Master Lucas. Is it time to go down there or what's going on? Well, I believe the other resident, one, would like to meet you all. Okay, Hey, but... uh, Graham, who is one? Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I am unauthorized to say. Okay, well, hold on. why are you unauthorized to say your only authorization should come from Lucas and the Santiago family? Incorrect. Okay. Uh, I guess let's go meet one. And I head down the stairs. Uh, I definitely have like, I don't have my claws out, but I'm like, you know, ready in case anything hits, your the, battle hits, ready. hits the fan. Yeah. On okay. high alert. You three head downstairs and you see the uh, Mark, Miguel, and uh, Liz all standing and working at the computer terminal that you all uh, remember being Midas's is a 
familiar man, um, middle-aged, uh, blonde hair with some gray in it. Um, and as he turns around, you are greeted by the familiar and not entirely unexpected face of Chadwick Woodmore the Sixth, uh, Chad's father. As his eyes go a bit wide, and he goes, "Oh, it's you all." Okay, definitely at the sight of him, full on freaking battle mode, sword out. Uh, as you do this, um, instantly Miguel shotgun raised. Mark, um, uh, he is in his full static mode, and uh, Liz has summoned two balls of mo- molten fire in her hands. As uh, he raises an arm up, he goes. Enough. Not now. What are you doing in my great uncle's lab? <laughs> uh, actually, it was what's your great uncle doing in my lab, Lucas. It doesn't matter. It's my lab now. And you caused the cataclysm. Can I use Sooth? Hmm. <laughs> Do you use Sooth? <laughs> yes, I have Alrighty. one job. I say... <laughs> Before we all jump to conclusions, maybe we should all relax and drink our duck duck juices and try to come to grips that I don't think anybody here has won, considering there's huge Arizona style craters all throughout this town. What does Arizona have to do with it? There's a, there's a big crater in Arizona, Dan. Well, I didn't know that. Also, it was a test, but now you foiled it. Because if they said there was no crater in Arizona, then we would know we're in an alternate universe. But I'm going to stop testing for that. Are we just going to spend the next, like, ten seasons testing for that? No, 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 no. It's, it's, I mean, I, I, I'm either, you know, insane, which I'm, I'll be honest that the past hour has not convinced me I'm not. Um, but I'm just going to roll with this. Uh, I lower my sword, but I'm still in battle form. Like, I I feel calmer because she's soothing me, but I'm still, like, skeptical. And I, I really think he caused this. Like, this is his fault. You're no, you're no longer enraged, but you are still you are still very cautious and in battle mode. Yeah. And that makes sense. And Jed goes, Dottie, thank you. That was well needed. We have a quite a bit to talk about. I had some hope that Chad would be with you, but seems the the corpse I found was the right one. Uh what? I I think with that like Lucas's form kind of deflates back to Lucas's form. You you found Chad? I I found Chad. Is he okay or was he the corpse? He he was the corpse, Danny. I put my hand on uh Danny's back. He's 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 uh, he's dead. Where, where's his body now? He's buried with the rest of his family. I'm so Wait. sorry, sir. What do you mean the rest of his family? You're here. 
Well, I guess I'm one of the last two Woodmores left. Um, you actually watch as just for just a moment, his form disappears and where it is is just all you can think of is if a black hole was shaped like a person as you all suddenly feel your your life your powers your vision your hearing everything every sense every sensation everything that you have start to just disappear for a second and then as quickly as it appeared it disappears i'm i apologize uh it gets harder to maintain this form when I am upset. I want to wake up, please. I, I just... I, I mean, he's an idiot, but... Somehow he always... He always just managed to, to make it... Make it out alive somehow. Chad helped... Chad helped us. He he helped he helped a lot. Yeah. He's the only reason we made it I through know. there. It's 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 not easy at all. And I'm sorry. I know you all were friends. I only hoped to get on top of this before it progressed to this level, but I'm sorry to you. I I was not prepared enough. I walk over to him and like really sternly faced, I look at him and I go, are our parents alive? <sighs> Mrs. Fields and the loose cobs are alive. Um, Claws start forming. Lucas, your mother is not dead, but she is missing. Hmm. I, when I came here to the lab after the manor was burned, I found this in your house. I haven't been able to find much on it, but it's the only clue I could find. Um, and he pulls out a card. And it reads, change yourself today. Get a better future. Delta Corp. Um, and on the bottom is a little patch of familiar black ooze. No, it's that thing. Oh, God. What burnt down the manor? I, was that from the, the mountain? No, that was... Ah, from my progenitor. What What do you mean? <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, what the hell is going on? You all uh, are going to want to sit for this. I don't know how much you know about Pineforge. How much you know about your powers or how they work here but i figure if you're going to continue like this then you need to know 
as much as we know. Thought it was a failed mining town. Why is this Area 51? Why is this... The Hall of Justice? What's going on? So, first, this world is not as isolated or alone as you all probably thought until recently. There are different places across this world that are gates to other dimensions. We have quite a few here in Pineforge, but there are many others in different places of the world. Um, have any of you heard of the Superstition Mountains? No. Not really. No, but I've heard of the Bermuda right. Triangle, and there's a place in Japan, Mount Fiji, and I, I, I might just be associating things that aren't actually associated, but, but maybe they're all connected. I don't know. Well, Danny, you actually hit the nail on the head on this one. Different places in this world have these gates. And these gates allow creatures from other dimensions to come here. It's just Pineforge, <sighs> though. It's just Pineforge. It's... I know this town. It's not... It's, it's, it's not, you know, that one town in Pennsylvania that's now all basically hell and everything this isn't like you know crossroads uh, between it's pine forge it's where i've grown up my entire life my uh well i i, I thank you for that me and the other other strangers worked very hard for it to seem that way i along with the people you see here and a few others are what's known as strangers. We're the group that keeps normalcy in Pine Forge. We try and assess the threats of these extra dimensional beings, either help them relocate, help them adapt, or if they are malicious, neutralize them. That is what you all stumbled upon in the burrow excavations. We'd seen those before, and the last time they wreaked havoc on the town, uh, I was trying to destroy them before they could do that again. Luckily, you guys managed to do that for me. Yeah. Us and Chad. It's not exactly what we wanted to do, but it is how it went down. I know it's not always the best, and I'm, as I'm sure aware that most of you probably think I'm the monster of this story. But you are in charge. It's much, uh, it's much easier to be a monster than hide things in plain view, and I'd rather be the monster of the story uh, than have people see the real ones. So All the. Uh, Believe it or not, all the cover-ups and all the incidents and all the things that the Woodmores did that are very shady, well, that was mostly covering up dimensional incidents. 
Okay, sure. But what what the hell? Like what the hell do we do now? Like and I still have this giant bastard sword and I just kind of like drop it. Well, you can seeing as you all now are extra planar entities, you have some options. We can work on relocating you. Um there's a lot of things we can do. You aren't malicious. We aren't going to terminate you at all. Don't don't worry about that. Um, but this is our home. My mom lives here. I want to see my mom. That is something else that is <laughs> I need to talk to you about. You declared us dead, didn't you? Well, one reason I'm very surprised to see you all here is we found your corpses next to Jed. Jed. Well, that's it for this episode of Strangers in the Pines. Don't forget to check us out on social media at the RPG Empire. Have an awesome day and play on.